get high. Let's get high. Come on, let's get high. Let's get high. All my ladies, let's get high. Hey, what's up? This is Daniel Montero, Ganjay Smoke Break. We're here in San Francisco in the Castro District, Cafe Flor SF. I'm here with my friend Malcolm Whites. Man, medicinal. just like your sister, yeah. hard, hard to get a hold of, to actually you know, sit down and have a talk. I'm glad we get to do it today. Uh, I admire you, bro, for all the energy that you bring into the industry. Thank you, man. You've definitely overcome a lot of obstacles, uh, you know, catching a case um, in another state. And I, I think it's so two. dope, two, two cases, two, two, two. that uh, <laughs> you and your sis were able to um, change the game here in Frisco to allow you to participate, man, because you had those out-of-state convictions, you, you know too, what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you too, man, but I get okay, yeah, I get it, yeah, we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, we did. Uh, so the purpose of our interview, man, is I want the world to know your story. I want them to appreciate the struggles of the uh, black market entrepreneur during Prohibition, during the drug war. Yes. Um, but before we go any further, Malcolm, you mind if we spark this joint, dude? Yeah, dude, absolutely, man. Do you know what we're smoking on? Yeah, it's a... Uh, Sherbert and Skittles. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's actually uh, homegrown. Okay. Uh, what did they say? They said some Sherb, Sherb shit. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know who grew it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually met homegirl in the in the spot tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good friends. Very good friends. She gave it to you tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is Sick. it. Yeah, all dude. Right. This yeah. is like straight up. This is what it's all about, right? You know. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'm wanting to talk to you for a minute, bro. It's kind of wild that we're doing it on camera. Mm. So one thing about Malcolm is that uh, be, he's always had a vision about uh, the picture that he sees for himself and the position that you play in San Francisco, man. Mm. Um, it's very unique, um, the way that you've approached um, the retail game. Yeah. And I'd like to start off by uh, sharing with the audience, you know, how you grew up and where you grew up through high school. Oh, okay, yes, absolutely. I was born and raised in San Francisco, the San Francisco Mission District. Uh, being somebody that's of uh, Filipino and Jewish descent, it was an interesting upbringing because it was an all uh, Latin neighborhood, um, mainly uh, Central Americans, and uh, that's so that so it was fun because I got to soak in. That's the cultural milieu that I've been like soaked in you know what I mean that's what I was raised in so I have a lot of respect for uh, California's history as a uh, 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 Latin you're history. a part of it man yeah exactly I'm a part of it I'm a part of it, I'm a part of it. so um, that being said you know public schools da -da 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 -da, school to prison pipeline wasn't the best fucking student went to fucking juvenile hall super early graffiti and you know things like that started selling dimes and you know in high school? In high school. Mm -hmm. um, elementary school. Elementary school. Elementary school? Yeah, I went, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, elementary school. And then middle school is when I went to, first went to juvenile hall. And um, because I was like doing graffiti and stuff, and the school called, the school principal called the police on me. And so, you know, I have that whole, I do, I, did, I have the, all the touchstones that people of color have with, you know, kind of like the school to prison pipeline leading up to prison. I understand that intimately type of thing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? um, and then from there, uh, <clears throat> I got into the cannabis industry via, uh, you know, uh, 1996, uh, Prop 215. Well, you were still in high school at that time, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, all my friends were becoming caregivers uh, for their for sick family relatives. And that's something that also I realized is a very unique thing, just like us puffing on the street over here in San Francisco, um, that people don't really necessarily understand, um, is that there was a huge AIDS epidemic at that time. 
and that's why medicinal really passed. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So and, the narrative touched you? Yeah, not only did it touch me, it touched me personally. You know what I mean? Family members that are gay, they had friends that were dying, and I always saw the plant. Now, we, I had the introduction, introduction to, the, to the plant through music and hip-hop culture, which was like, yeah, what's up? We're getting lit, we're smoking blunts. And then the other side, though, I saw intimately that it was a medicinal plant. So that was very, that was established at like 14, 13. And that at that time, Roman, excuse me, how would you describe your relationship with the plant when you were a teenager? Um, it was recreational for myself and economic, a little economic freedom, get to go hang out. But at the same time, there was a respect there that uh, recognized that it was medicinal, period. It wasn't a question. It was like, it wasn't the reefer madness thing. Like, oh, so we got to hide that it with from you from parents. the beginning, the medicinal aspect of it. I already knew. It's a little different for me, to right. be honest. Yeah. But this isn't about me. No, yeah. Yeah. But, I, but no, but people, I understand some, there is a whole generation out here around that time that understood it very intimately from the beginning mm -hmm. as a herbal remedy mm -hmm. type of thing. Hell yeah. And, and, and of course, the fun, the fun, joyful, shoot the shit type of thing too. But there was a legitimate aspect of it too. So I never ever had the stigma, the whole the whole thing about the stigma of it being some kind of reaper madness thing never even touched my brain. But being involved with uh, sales in high school mm. and being criminalized for uh, touching the plant, <laughs> how did you get to uh, you know, growing your career to the point where you were moving across state lines. Right. If you feel comfortable talking about this, you know this is saying? a. I mean, it's a. Yeah, it's a kind of a long story, but um, the. So what happened was about hooked up with the Jewish underground. Yeah, uh, still, still, still around, still around. Um, the uh, about 11 years ago, I said, "Hey, man, the this the the legalization proposition this time is not going to pass." By this time, I've been on. I'm working a job, I'm selling weed on the side. You know what I mean? I'm just like getting by, right? But I'm like, holy shit, the next time legalization comes up, 2016, it's gonna fucking pass. I'm not a techie. I didn't get on the tech bubble, the first tech bubble or the second tech bubble. I'm from Frisco. Weed is my thing. I understand this intimately. I understand that it's a medicine. I understand that it's also brings joy to people as a recreational uh, product. This is my train. So at that point, I started to formulate the idea of getting a formula cooperative called Mirage Medicinal and positioning it. This was post-prison though? Pre-prison, pre-prison, pre-prison. Pre-prison, no, pre-prison. Yes, Rikers in New York. So when, as, at the same time I was doing that, I said to myself- Some balls what you were doing, bro. <laughs> dude, you had to go, you had to go for the Hail Mary. I mean, Mary. nobody was forcing you to do it, right? No, no, uh, you had to go for the Hail Mary. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't a... <clears throat> and what did Hail Mary mean to you? A job that you can do once a year? No, the Hail Mary was... The Hail Mary was... <laughs> essentially, I, what, uh, essentially, what I saw is that a certain core group of people were going to be grandfathered into the recreational market. This was back in 2010. And if I could get my ah. business through planning department in San Francisco, um, I could be grandfathered in. Which requires money. Which requires a lot of money. Which only, is the Hail Mary? Only a quarter of the money that it costs now, ironically. <laughs> it's about 500 grand, right? I thought I could get open. But who the hell's gonna, where the fuck am I gonna get 500 grand? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, uh, there's no banks, there's no nothing. You know what I mean? And this was at the 
lowest point of the um, of the recession. You know what I'm saying? Post 2008. There's no money, you know what I'm saying? Turn to my pops. My pops is like, son, you're making more money than me. Like, you know what I mean? He knew what I was doing, you know what I mean? He was, because as a, as a dentist, he was always like, marijuana prohibition is bullshit. I grew up in the fucking 60s. This is just a bunch of horse shit. They just want to fucking, you know, persecute uh, people of color and, uh, you know, persecute liberals, essentially. That was his whole thing when I was growing up. But he was like, I was like, you know, of course I'm gonna turn to my pops. He's like, I don't have it. He's like, you were making more skrilla than me. So I was like, okay. He's like, but I can help you. <laughs> this is the, and this wow. is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. He's like, but I can help you. I was like, how? Because at that point I was just shipping. I mean, maybe I'll lose like over state lines. Yeah, <clears throat> over state lines, like a lot of people do. I was maybe I'll lose, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars worth of product in cash. But hey, you make another sixty tax free, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's not a bad life, but you ain't gonna be able to open a business on that. You know what I mean? And so he saw that. He's like, I can help you. I think I can help you, son. You need to go hit the road. That was his idea. <laughs> To drive instead of shipping. Yeah. And I was like, all right. He's like, because, well, he's like, can you get rid of more? I was like, of course I get rid of more. You know what I mean? Especially if it's high quality. You know? And at that point, it's like uh, animal cookies and sour diesel. That was what was hitting. So your dad was the original hustler. You know what I'm saying? No, but as I said, this is exclusive. This is exclusive. He's the one that said, hey, man, we could, I understand your dream. I know where it's going. I see. Rest in peace. Pops. But, uh. You know, he he was the one that was like the business visionary as far as like, get your paperwork right. How are you gonna pay yourself? You need to start a company. You can't just have money coming out of nowhere. But what was the plan to do this uh, <laughs> interstate travel, man? That was big. Yeah. And how many trips were you able to make? Uh, man, probably once a month for about two and a half years. Oh wow, that's a long time, dude. It's a long time, dude. And then I'm assuming you it got was a nice life. Up. It was a nice life. Like, like on the way there, on the way back. Yeah, so sometimes you have to drive, so much, sometimes there's so much money that you have to give to your the partners and they all want to get paid fast. You can't like fly back three or four times. So sometimes you got to drive back. You got to drive the cash back. You can't hop on a plane with 250K. Well, you could, but it's kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I didn't ever, you know what I mean? Not most I ever did was 90. I'm giving too much tea away, man. This is crazy. <laughs> Kids, don't do this, dude. What the no, fuck, they man? can't because it's a different game now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yo, this is bad, Shit. kids. Do not do this. Technology's <laughs> different. I mean, really, if you're talking about activity that you were doing about 10 years ago, yeah. that's what a lot of cats don't understand is that you can run wild in the black market, but those days are numbered, dude. Yeah, you don't oh, see no. cats it's running wild numbered. with alcohol or cigarettes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, Exactly. And that's something that, honestly, that um, I understood, but, like, common business principles don't apply to... Uh, the black market, meaning that once you start doing really well, you know, you start taking away from somebody else's plate. You know what I mean? And people don't, it's when you do that in the black market, they get, they don't just uh, sit there and take it nicely. You know what I'm saying? So they're gonna find ways to come and get at you. So the robberies starting happening. And those are okay, cause they don't, they're not too crazy most of the time. You can kind of eat those. But of course, the when they start snitching, you know what I mean? It gets, it, that's when it gets bad because you have to go down. You know what I mean? They take you out, out the game. So I got snitched on in, uh, first, first I You can also end up under the ground, right? Huh? You can also end up under the ground. You can also end up under the ground. But that was never, that was never the way I worked. I was in live to fight another day. It's fine, whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, fine, you guys robbed me. It's good. We 
it's cool, man. We get, there's more out here anyways, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the ecosystem. You're like, there's hyenas and vultures and you're, you know what I mean? I'm, a, a, I'm an alpha predator, man. I'm gonna go out and kill something else, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I ate something, it's good. Um, but, uh, so, but in 2014, unfortunately, me and my co-defendant ended up getting pulled over in Texas, North Texas. Texas, damn. Yeah, 115 pounds. It was very, very, uh, well, that's what they said, but we actually had 113. The DPH took like 20 pounds off top. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, then I uh, fought that case. Me, I paid for me and my uh, Cody's lawyer. We fought that case. Because it was my first one, and it was in 2014, I've been blessed by God, honestly. Because we fought, they, they gave me uh, five years probation, but I had to get the bounce back, right? So two months later, I was in New York. You got that lighter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my bad. That was good. Uh, two months later, I was in New York trying to bounce back, and um, I got, I, I took on a totally never done business before client. Because you know my people in Cali were desperate. We so just got hit. Up. You know That's how it starts, dude. Yeah, we just got hit. We oh, we gotta get back. I got a client. Da -da 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 -da. Take him on. Took him on. Fucking, you know, tactical narcotic squad jumping out of minivans and shit. You know what I mean? Like, guns out. I end up in the tombs, and the, when what's they, the tombs? The For tombs the is the tombs is the I don't know. Uh, the tombs is the. Uh, Central Booking in Lower Manhattan, that's what they call it, because it's like five floors underground, and it's like always like 100 degrees down there, and you're just like sweating to death <laughs> with like hella fools until and you get arrested on a Friday, you go sit there until Monday, and it's fucking sucks. Uh, you're like dead. So like the tombs is where you were at. I was in there, and they saw that I was on probation. The judge was like, your bail is set at $500,000, which is nuts, who the fuck gets $500,000 bail? means basically you're not going home. He didn't like you. No, she, she didn't like me. And uh, so I sat there. And then I sat there for almost a year. Yeah, I had to plea. I had to plea out. I had to fight my case. I had to plea out. And that's that's my time in prison. Yeah. And you know, what <laughs> I get Island, out of this story, you know yeah. what I'm saying, is that you can throw obstacles uh, in an entrepreneur's way. Yeah. And they're different sets of obstacles today, you yeah. know what I'm saying, than they were yesterday. Yes. And so a lot of guys, I don't think, would be in the industry now if, they, if they'd have to take the risk of going to jail or even prison, right? Yeah, dude, I didn't, uh, you know, at that point in my life, it was really like, because you look at the map, no, no matter what uh, interstate route you take, Oklahoma, you got to go through Oklahoma and Nebraska. Those states, it says two to life for anything over like five pounds. It means if the judge is having a bad day, <laughs> first offense. That's a risk I wouldn't take personally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. No, it's not. That's nuts, wild. Bro. That's it's wild. But nuts. what I'm getting to is that yeah. we both have experience yeah. in the black market during yeah. prohibition, during the war on drugs. Yeah. What I'd like to know, what I'd love for the audience to know, are the skill sets that you were able to form yes. participating during pro during prohibition yes. that has allowed you to be a sharp entrepreneur today. Absolutely. So there's some very uh, important skill sets. One is obviously calculated risk taking, right? When I just told you that I knew the laws even that I was going in the states that I was going into. Why? Because I did groundwork, right? Same thing that applies to this business. You wanna enter a new county, you wanna enter a new city, you gotta do all the research, all the groundwork, understand what you're gonna get into, understand what the obligations you're gonna have to have. And if those obligations in the black market were to put money aside for uh, bail and lawyers and stuff like that, yes, 
now in this industry, if that obligation is community benefits programs and engaging with local uh, leadership and stakeholders that have ties to the community, then understand that's something that you're going to have to do. You know what I'm saying? Aside from the whole political aspect of it, I'm just talking brass tacks. For any human being watching this business, business, what's the transferable skill set? Set that money aside. This is the cost of doing business. Be ready. Don't be a jerk. Be a, if you're a jerk, you're just not going to get in. That's what it's going to happen. So there you go. What's the best advice you can give to young entrepreneurs trying to get in the industry? Oh, man. Be, uh, be courageous. Do your research. Have a vision of your business that, it, that includes is it, uh, everybody. It's diverse. Diversity is strength, man. I don't want a team of people that think like me. I want a team of people that don't think like me. That's how, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have giant blind spots. Like, come on, man. It's good so, that you know that about yourself. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, we're all going to win that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're all going to win that way. And so, man, you did uh, start Mirage Medicinal yesterday. You no. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get out of, out of your, your uh, jam, your, your back east, you get My out. My sister launched it while I was in jail. Right. My sister Nina Parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my shout sister out Nina Parks. Shout out to Nina Parks. Yes, I know the story is, I know, we only got 20 minutes, okay. So, my sister from jail, I hit my sister up. Hey, sis. Put money on my books, I need to eat. <laughs> that, and I'm saying, hey, I got a business I formed called Mirage Medicinal. It's a registered cooperative in the state of California. Please. And, um, you know, if you want to, <laughs> You could sell cannabis as a delivery business. I wanted to do a, 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 a storefront, but we only have money, which is zero money, <laughs> to do a delivery business. Everything's built though. Site, registered, product, baggies, everything. Just put some weed in it. And you know, folks will front you some weed, you know what I mean? Um, and this was back in 2014. Um, so she was like, weirdly, totally weirdly, she said yes. It was, <laughs> I was so surprised. And she rocked with it though. She took the rock and fucking went 50 yards with that shit, man. She's crazy, man. She's a champion. Yeah, man, that's dope, dude. <laughs> and so Mirage Medicinal is something that Nina actually started? I'm she launched the she launched the brand. This was your idea you shared with her. She says yes. Yeah, she, she mobilizes it. Yeah, she launched the brand. She launched the uh, delivery business while I was in jail. And so when you get out of jail, yeah. you come back to Cali. Yeah. You're here. I'm back. How, where do you take the ball from there? What's your play? So from then until now, in a nutshell, uh, this you gets know what into a, this gets into a deeper thing. So if you can, by then my pops give went, us the juice, man. Give the people yeah, the juice. Yeah, yeah. By then my pops had went to jail also because he had taken over my responsibilities in the black market. And he got snitched on. And so by then my sister was in hiding. You know what I mean? Cause like two, two of your family just went to prison. You're probably gonna be the third one. You know what I mean? So, but while she was in hiding, she's, uh, for, uh, cause she can never sit idle. <laughs> she formulated an activist uh, group called Supernova Women who uh, was active in the equity program for uh, women of color, people of color in Oakland. San Francisco, so that's when I dropped in. As soon as they had just stopped that conversation and just hopped over to the conversation in San Francisco, and she was like, "What's up, bro? Uh, this is what's this is what's good right now. We're having these conversations. Can you plug in and and you know start talking to talk with me?" And I was like, "That's what's up. We're gonna do that. You know what I mean?" And it was a good. It was it was cathartic. You know what I mean? It was it was. I was able to talk about my experience and people fucking listened and it was crazy, man. It was fucking wild. So Mirage Medicinal, 
Let's uh, tell the audience what that means, you know what I'm saying, branding-wise, yeah. where you guys are today, and where you want to be in a few years. Oh, Mirage Medicinal today is... I like that for you. Oh, thank you. Mirage Medicinal today is a uh, equity cannabis uh, company that's about to be opening in about six months in San Francisco. We're a brand that's dedicated to serving the community that got us here, which is <clears throat> folks that use the product medicinally and therapeutically. Um, even though the whole uh, business now is uh, adult use, that's some that's a that's a demographic that I'm never ever ever gonna forget about. I'm never ever gonna drop the ball on. And honestly, I kind of see this proof of concept as a brand, as a retail store, and as a lounge uh, where people can come and consume safely, as a stepping stone to finding out and digging down and investing more into the medicinal properties of the plant. I'm convinced that. The plant it has a cure for cancer in it, like a real, just like magic pill cure for cancer. Not the one where just people just like, you know. It CBD, gives, right? Dude, something, not just CBD, there's <laughs> hundreds of them in there, but that's the first one. And it's, I want to be a part of that conversation too, so I look at that as a stepping stone into that. It's just like one of the most, it's just so positive, man. So there you go, that's Mirage Medicine. And when's launch date? Oh, um, I'm hoping that it's going to be in November, December of this year. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. There you go. Thank you, brother. And uh, I'm just really excited about uh, uh, the prospect of growing the brand through other equity programs in the state and, and through those in the rest of the country. Because um, me being the fact that I've actually gotten an equal start, not like a head start, an equal We're going to see more of you, man. I never see you at any of these events. This is the first time. It's been yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah an equal start um, in this game. You see that? Yeah, shit. I'll be more, I'll be more. Um, starting with this one. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, dude. It's going to be a huge opportunity for everybody, people of color across the country. What's your vision for Mirage Medicinal three to five years from now? Ooh, three to five years from now. It, um, hopefully to be able to have enough uh, 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 capital to invest in the scientific research of, like, creating new cannabis strains that have that have that specific cannabinoid that targets people's illnesses, man. Mm -hmm. That's what I want, you know what I mean? Yes, I understand the entourage effect, but I want to be able to go straight at it, you know what I mean? I want to give something that I say, this is exactly it, we know. You right, know for I mean? lupus, for yeah, cancer. Yeah, exactly, for lupus, seizures. for cancer, for seizures, for, you know what I mean? That's what I want my business to be able to you know, focus on. I know the pharma, big pharma, has a grip around that, and so I'm gonna need a lot of money, but I'm gonna hack they into that, man. They think they do. <laughs> we all know the company that we're thinking of right now. They start with a P, ends with an S. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, we, I want to be a new generation of that shit. You yeah. Know, all those type of companies started a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? I want, I want to be part of the new generation. We are, bro. We are. Thank hey, you, Malcolm, brother. how Daniel. can the audience get a hold of you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Mirage, uh, hit me up on Instagram and mirage.medicinal on Instagram. Um, Malcolm at miragemedicinal.com. Uh, I'm available, man. Hit me, dude. I like having conversations, dude. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Thank you. I believe in this guy's hustle right here. I know he's going to go far. Thank you. I uh, appreciate you coming on the show, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. And I hope to see more of you, you know what I mean? Real brother. talk. You will, brother. Come on, let's get high. Let's get high. Come on, let's get high. Ladies, let's get high. High. Let's get high.